Hey everybody, welcome back. This will be part two of our Zelda coverage. We uh, had a lot to talk about and we just decided that, you know, it's best to not give you a fucking monster episode. And this will also help to pad out the uh, the break for the show. And we just uh, we'll be covering the rest of the game and we'll be having a nice uh, outtake bonanza coming to you next time. So we're uh, no introductions in this episode because we all recorded it in one take. So we're just going to hit the ground running and talk about the uh, the next dungeon. Awesome. Let's do it. Gamer needs food badly. Let's go. And that takes us to the fourth dungeon, the snake. Yep. Which is cool. Kind of looks like a cobra. Yeah. The best part is you don't really know what these are until after you get the fucking thing. So if they're named something on whatever the fuck you're reading, that's just like an arbitrary thing. And then you get the map and you're like, oh, okay, I guess I can kind of get it. This one to me, I yeah, think, looked like a fetus more than anything. Can't quite remember. You can miss rooms. So yeah. like, you may never get the full dungeon uh, experience. But yeah. this is cool. You get to fight eight bats. It's uh, cramming the room full of enemies. And then you will encounter a new gargoyle-type monster known as a Vire. They'll hop around the boom, and uh, yeah. given, that they're, given that they're great at evading things, you're probably best at just avoiding them. Because if you do hit them, they will split into bats. Because the, uh, the goos have learned to congregate and evolve, and now the bats are doing it too. Yep. Bats are pulling a full Voltron on your ass. And then you will uh, find the compass, which, uh, good luck getting to it, because now you have to fight five of these fuckers. Yeah. It's a good time. And then you fight a room with eight bats, because more is better. More is not better. So when um, Amber and I were reading this, she told me to, uh, as I went into battle, told me to be ready for a big surprise. And um, I was like, yeah, fuck you, whatever, it's not a big deal, I'll figure it out when I get there. And so as I'm going along, I don't know if you want to introduce the <laughs> boss just yet. No, because I think your surprise isn't a boss. Well, my surprise was the boss. Oh, well, fuck that then. Well, because there's a new enemy before the boss, which looks like a stack of waffles. Oh, yeah, the like-likes. They look like a pocket pussy. <laughs> I've said this before, but that's exactly that's exactly what that is. It's a pocket pussy. Yeah, and his job is to fuck you, yep. but not in the way you like. Because in Soviet Russia, pussy eats you. Yeah. So when this guy gets you, uh, I never lasted. Like, I would always just immediately respawn or whatever. But uh, does he take your sword or your shield or something like that? I can't remember. Uh, there are some enemies that if they attack you, you will lose the ability to use your sword for a bit. Yeah, there's the fuzzballs. They do that. Yeah, these like-likes will eat your shield. Yeah, that's what it is. Which so... means you have to go around and buy the fucking magical shield again. Oh, it's just totally gone. Yeah, that's horse it eats shit. your fucking shield. It's gone. That's horseshit. So, what you find, the special item you find in this level is the stepladder. Woot. Which comes in handy because there will be entire gaps from one end of the room to the other. And you're just not going to get across unless you got the ladder. Then you can just, like, walk over the apparently not a puddle. Yeah. And it's funny that you can't use the raft to get across that tiny little gap. You have to use something like a ladder to get over it i guess 
I know. You got a fucking raft if it's, you need something that floats on, that can keep you over the water. Because I guess the water's lava. Yeah. And I also, for the stepladder, I wrote, stupid, I had to find it, comma, uh, it should have been just given to me at the start. <laughs> and then you will come across a level which, after teaching you, like, oh, the ladder will help you cross the gaps in the water, then it decides to be a total shitbag and give you a room with the map in it that is two spaces apart. Yep. So you can't lay down your stepladder, you can't lay down the raft, then take the stepladder from the raft. Nope. To the, to the edge. Which would make sense, but, you know, fuck you. The stepladder also annoyed me, I'm remembering now, because in other levels, when you're just trying to get around... There would be, like, a watery edge to, like, some of the places, and it would just, like, flop down, and then when you tried to walk forward, you'd walk onto the ladder, and it would just fuck up your step, and it would just be super annoying. It used to piss yep. me off. And then you fight Manhandler again, but no signature roar. This time, Manhandler, this big, epic, scary cocksucker, has no. been downgraded. He's been downgraded to just a dude. Oh, are you talking, like, as not the boss of this dungeon? Yep. Yeah. Then so, you yeah. find an old man who, you know, I wonder what this old man's story is. Everyone takes shelter in a cave. This guy, every now and then you'll find an old man who decides to take shelter in the fucking dungeon surrounded by all these monsters. I think he's thinking like, hey man, these guys, like these monsters are heading in here. I hate all the humans anyway. And frankly, those humans aren't banging anything. So if I grab like an Octorok and I just stick my dick in it. <laughs> Who's yeah. it gonna tell? Who's it gonna tell? And also, like, I can eat that Octorok after, and these fucks are just like living on the <laughs> beach in these like stupid like beach caves and whatever forest caves and whatever. What are they really eating? I got a steady food supply if I stay in here. Look at these like likes. They're just trying to suck me off. <laughs> He's probably he doesn't need a shield, so he just lets the like like he just wraps the like like around his dick, and there you go. Yeah, he just takes off the rubber. The rubber is the shield. <laughs> the rubber is the like like. Yeah. <laughs> so he's just going around banging all the, the dungeon critters, I guess is this guy's plan. He is this the same guy that talks about the old woman? Like, cause there's a, a guy who's like talking to the old woman, right? He's outside. Oh God, if, if all the old men were just the one guy who's just like, f just stalking you, but like by stalking ahead of you, waiting yeah. for you to stumble upon him. Yeah. He's just following you around. Also, uh, I think you're forgetting about the you're, fact you're, that... You're the youngest, tightest thing he's seen in years. Yeah. So he's you're also, just really trying to ingratiate himself. You're also forgetting about the fact that uh, you and I uh, hashed out the fact that there's a younger male, one, one potentially one dude, potentially more, that runs all the shops, and we're assuming yeah. it's the son of the old man. Yeah, well, I said that before. It's one family that just decided, like, you know... I don't care if we're the last family in the world. I can't fucking stand you guys. Yeah, and they all like kind of just split up the different parts of the the same like, little. Like I'm tired of I'm tired of masturbating in my corner of the cave while hearing you two fuck. Yeah, basically. So, so I'm gonna go open a shop over here and over there. And even over though here there's nobody there. left in this land. Yeah, even though the only customers will be you fucks. <laughs> and the monsters have the money. So. Yeah. I mean, this land is fucked up. Like. The best it's part is, is to think of the like Triforce. the best part is to think of like the father son dynamic where the father comes in and he's got seventy five rupees but the son's charging eighty and he's like can't you just cut me a break I just killed a bunch of monsters outside your doorstep like I just did you a huge favor and I only got seventy five rupees because two of them dropped bombs instead I could use these bombs <laughs> to just blow your ass up but you're my son 
So couldn't you just cut me a break? Sorry, Dad, I'm gonna have to charge 80 rupees. Store, store policy, no favorites. Yeah, store policy, no family discount. <laughs> say, say hi to Mom. I'll be over for dinner at about eight when I close shop. I'll, yeah. I'll bring the I'll bring the only piece of meat. Yeah. <laughs> if you uh, if you do want to go earn those five rupees, you better hurry up because it's seven thirty now. So I close up at eight. If you want to make it, <laughs> Mom's gonna be disappointed if you don't come home with meat, and I have to come home with the meat again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and then, so that's that being said okay so after you come across a pit full of blade traps when the fuck do i fight this boss mike you can you can do it now right, can i do it now is it after the yeah. pit traps yeah or whatever okay so then we get to fight the gliok and when i went into this dungeon initially i was told there was a surprise waiting for me when i fought the boss and i was like yeah fuck it so then you go in and there's a two-headed dragon, and I'm like, oh, good. So when I kill one of his heads, obviously he's going to grow back another head. And I'm fighting him, and Amber's sitting there giggling away at me, being all, like, proud and confident, like I'm just going to go in here and fuck this guy up, and I'm hiding in the corner from his fireballs, and I'm chopping away and shooting my projectile sword. Waiting for your hubris to undo you. Yeah, and then, and then his fucking head comes off, and I shit myself because it becomes a fiery dragon head that just flails around the screen, can't be killed, and you have to just murder the rest of the dragon before you can get the fuck away from it. However, <laughs> that being said, because uh, that being said, I also use this opportunity to learn that when you finish a boss, all of your health returns. Because this was the first boss I had to beat with like a few hearts gone. I couldn't keep like going back to my save states because once I accidentally saved over having you know one damage heart, I was like fuck it, I had to keep going right. So I thought that it would grow another head, but nope, that's not it. And Amber felt pretty smug knowing what the the Gleox secret would be. Been watching me just be like a dumb dick and flailing around. I was like going in all Conan the Barbarian, but forgetting that I'm a little kid with a fucking sword and a and a wooden shield and a tunic. And then I got my ass kicked by this fucking fire-headed dragon. That was just some horse shit. But when you first fought him, what did you think, Mike? Uh, uh. What the well, fuck? I was just, did you take a nap? If I did, I wouldn't be tired. <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah, I thought it was pretty epic. Like, you know, you're playing a fantasy game and you're just like, dude, I've got a sword, I've got a shield. Like, for me, if I'm on this, like, Arthurian quest to save the princess, shouldn't I be fighting a dragon? And then finally, finally, your prayers get answered. And you fight a fucking dragon. That's the second dragon. There was a dragon in the first fucking dungeon. Aquamentus, which was like a... Well, I thought he was more like a brontosaurus unicorn thing. Mm, I, get what, guy, I get what you mean, but like, This yeah. is a guy that looks like a fucking actual long-necked, fire-breathing cocksucker. Like, yeah, this is that's what the, I mean. This guy would there's be no mistaking the long-necked this guy. dinosaur. He is, a, he is a goddamn dragon. Yeah. So this is this is a pretty epic bite, and, and then like when his head starts flo- chasing you around, you're just like, ah! Yeah, I tried ah! to avoid it at first, and I was like, oh wait, it's I'm being, random. I'm being punished for succeeding so far. Yeah, and once I realized it was random, I just decided to stand there and take it when it came by, because for the most part, well, it would just sort of flail wherever the fuck it wants. That's the beauty of the heart containers; you can just spam that bitch. Yeah. And then you get another piece of the Triforce of Wisdom, and and you move on. And then you get full hearts. Also. I'm um, just looking through my items list here. Underneath heart container, I wrote, gives you another heart slot. Duh. 
<laughs> That's what I wrote. And, for the blue it, candle, <laughs> for the blue candle, I wrote good because it lets you burn enemies and bushes to get to secret places. And there's like huge commas and gaps, like to burn to burn your enemies and bushes <laughs> to get to secret places. You know, it's like you're running. It's like you're running a grooming salon or something. It's like I'm trying to defend my arson. Like somebody like, asked me afterwards, like, "What's I mean, with all this shit?" And I'm like, "Oh, I found a blue candle. It helped me burn my enemies." And then they looked at me, and I was like, "And the bushes." And then they looked at me even more confused, and I was like, "To get to secret places, also it's helpful <laughs> to light up rooms." And they were like, "Huh?" And I was like, "And the red candle was even better." And they were like, "I'm, I'm not listening anymore. You're freaking me out, man." Yeah. So then you come across uh, the final gathering, which is not of the juggalos, but just of some items. Which is a heart container, yep. a power bracelet, which allows you to move heavy objects. Really? And then the magical sword. What the fuck do you got to move? Well, you have to move uh, statues. Um, well, you have to move tombstones. I don't know. Maybe you I see, got that early because I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why or where I got that, but I wrote lame. See, didn't even notice I was wearing it. So, <laughs> well, with this, yeah, with the statue, you get uh, with the stepladder, you can get the final, you can get a final heart container. Yep. Which will put you over the limit that you need to get what? To, uh, to get the magical sword. To get the magical sword? I thought you needed yeah. full heart containers to get the magic sword. No, you need full heart containers to use the, uh, to shoot the lightning laser sword thing. Well, no, no, no. I mean, like, full four, is in like you need, 12. You need 12 heart containers. Yes, you need 12 hard containers to, to get the magic sword. So, and you've beaten several so, enemies so far, and this is the ninth hard container that you get. Which then, uh, after that, you uh, move on, you defeat, you uh, defeat an Armos in yeah. uh, some desert spot. And then underneath him was the power bracelet, yep. which allows you to move boulders to uncover secret warp portals. And then when you uh, travel to the left side of the map, then you come across a graveyard. You will encounter a ghost enemy called a genie. Yeah. And the best part is, is that you can just like milk these guys for money. But if you've already got your uh, blue ring, then you don't really need to. Yeah. And in this graveyard, you will find the magical sword, which does twice the amount of damage as the white sword, meaning it does four times the damage of your original sword. Yeah. So now, now you're a fucking Terminator. Yep. And then you uh, come across a bunch of warp points. Eventually, you will find your way through the Lost Hills to the dungeon, which is another sleepy, sleepy another sleepy-looking statue face thing. Yep. And you go inside, and now you face the fifth map, the lizard. This one looks like a fetus. No, this yep. one looks like a lizard. Kind of looks like a dragon. And the last one looked like a fetus. Dragon fetus. Okay, yeah. Like an unborn dragon. Like yeah, if, if, if a mama was flying and she didn't realize she was pregnant and like an egg fell out and there was just a, like a dude wandering through the woods and then this giant boulder of an egg just like plowed through some trees and landed in a crater in front of him and he went over to check it, it out. exploded. Yeah, it exploded, scrambled dragon egg everywhere. And then like there was like a corpse in the middle and that's that's what this kind of looks like. <laughs> it's still it's still writhing around like Yeah. <laughs> trying to breathe. Trying to breathe, but just fire's coming out and it doesn't it, it doesn't it doesn't work because its lungs aren't fully formed. Yeah, yet. and it's just breathing. You, you you got this you got this dying preemie baby in front of you. What do you do, Mike? Do you stomp it? I guess that's the plan, right? Uh, stomp it right you, you, there, you, put you it. You grab a rock. 
Yeah, yeah. You grab a rock, just put it out of its misery. Like, there's no hospital for a fucking preemie dragon. Yeah, but you're wearing. I'm not gonna put it in an incubator. You're wearing big ass boots or like big metal, you know. Yeah, but you don't want to get near the thing in case it bites you. Fuck it. You're wearing boots, dude. Stomp. Just get on there and break its neck. Stomp it down a couple times. <laughs> okay, so now that we've finished discussing dragon euthanasia, yep. we will uh, encounter a new enemy in this dungeon called Paul's Voice. Paul, Paul's Palsy. Which doesn't, which doesn't make any sense because Paul's Voice is uh, basically a bouncing bunny head. Yeah, what the fuck does that mean? I feel like it's like... Well, it, looks, it, it looks like a bouncing bunny no, head. No, 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 but I mean, like, what does the name mean? It sounds like some kind of fucking Latin name for, like, a rabbit or something, but, like, still. It's, it <laughs> doesn't mean shit, and they're super fucking annoying. Well, it says, uh... It says here... Well, if you look at the, uh... If you look at the gallery of these uh, various artworks that were found by uh, public uh, strategy guides yeah. and everything, it looks like a rabbit slime thing yeah and it kind of does like it's intimidating but like when you play this game it just looks like a weird 8-bit rabbit and they're just like a why do i have to murder these like amber really thought they were cute and b they're so fucking annoying and they're way stronger than they should be like they take three hits from the magic sword yeah they're fucking bad and That's here's fucked. a here's an interesting bit of trivia when you come across uh like hints in the game they will say that Paul's voice is vulnerable <coughs> to sound. Vulnerable to sound? So what, I'm supposed to walk through playing that fucking recorder or what? <clears throat> no, because it's uh, the vulnerability only applies to the Japanese release of Zelda because the Famicom had an integrated microphone in the controller. Oh, so you'd be like, Wah! and they do stuff? Or I guess you'd be going like, Whoosh! you'd like whistle into the microphone. But imagine that. How fucking amazing is that? Yeah, way back in There's the day. There's like an integrated microphone in the controller so that you could like create a tone that would uh, debilitate your enemies. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah, I mean, Japan, they, they fucked us. Yeah. They gave us like a, a less than that's what, complete Zelda. Yeah, in 1986. Cocksucker. It had sound. It's like a sound connect. Yeah. So... It says the only weapons that will work are the sword and the arrows. In the original Japanese version, these enemies were able to be defeated using the built-in microphone feature that the Famicom had. Still, man, this is just fucking new to me. That you could whistle into your microphone to beat enemies. Yeah, that that's boss. Although I can imagine it would make your parents would be like, "What the fuck are you doing? What are you, what are Why you doing? are you screaming? Fuck off! Fuck off with that! Fuck off!" That's exactly what my yeah, That's, that would be it. And then you come across a uh, new enemy, a mummy, but of course they can't the call anything by its real name. Gibdos. My favorite, one of my favorite enemies. Amber's favorite for sure. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, an old man will say, "Dig Dogger hates certain kinds of sounds." Yep. And then, oh boy, if you like the dongo. No, this guy's a fucking gross, weird fuck. No, you, there's a room with three Dodongos. Oh, okay, then yes. And you don't, ha yeah, and you don't actually have to beat them. Nope, but you can. Yep. Although you can just bomb the wall and skip the Dodongos altogether. Wait, is this level five? Which is neat. Why am I a yeah. stroke? 
So there's 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 yes. there's the snake level four, the lizard level five, then the dragon level six. You were looking at level five with three Dodongos. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, who the fuck named these? Who thought this shit through? Why is there three like lizard things? Hmm. Like one one oh. is just named lizard. You know what I mean? And then there's a snake, and then there's also a dragon. Not to be. And confused. then, uh, as you'll notice, I think you must be descending closer into the Earth's, uh, like under the Earth's mantle, because instead of water, now the floor is literally lava. Yeah, which is pretty sick. Because the water's red, so it's it's adding a nice sense of tension and foreboding. Foreboding. And uh, so what? What item will you find in this game? Well, you will get to find the whistle. Yeah, well, the, the recorder is what it is. I call it a recorder. It is. I don't know if that's what it actually is. Yeah, it's called the recorder. This guy just called it the whistle, although it links to the recorder. Yep. And then, uh, really cool thing, the old man will, instead of trying to hit on you, will actually offer you something uh, useful. He will give you the chance to give him 100 rupees, and he will allow <laughs> you to carry more bombs. He will give you the opportunity to spread your wealth all over his chest. <laughs> he wants you to make while it he rain. Spreads his or, while he spreads his over your back. Yeah. So I just want to point out for a second that uh, so Amber really loved a lot of these enemies, and uh, except for the fucking Paul's voice. Also, when she was reading it to me, every time she said Paul's voice... I thought there was, like, a dude named Paul who was supposed to be talking to me. Like, Paul's voice. And then it's like, kill six Paul's voice. And I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck does that even mean? And then... You're going to be fighting Paul Wall. Yeah, or something. Like, fuck off. So I had to kill all these bunnies. I didn't get it. But the Gibdos were the funniest fucking thing because they literally danced to the Bee Gees and to ABBA and to anything that we were listening to. But they looked terrified. <laughs> and it was almost like you get your projectile sword out and it's like you've just kicked the door into like a, a rave or something, and you just start shooting the ground with your projectile sword, like dance, mommy, dance, and you just like threatening the shit out of them while they dance and they freak out. And uh, when I played the game, like looking at these pictures here, it's kind of more clear that they're just kind of mummies with eyeballs. But when I was actually playing the game, it almost looked like they're like mummies with astronaut helmets. So to me, that was just like a great visual of like a mummy, but just wearing an astronaut helmet, like dancing his ass off, and then. Me walking in and, like, kicking. In <laughs> yes, and, and thank you for the surprise cameo from Derp Whale. <laughs> Derp Whale. <laughs> no, it's, it's like pigs in space. Yeah, I know what it's like, but it sounded like Derp Whale also, so. <laughs> Shred nuts. I am, tired Mike is not a good impersonator. Tired Mike is a great Derp Whale. You got to see the bright side of things, Mike. God damn, you're so pessimistic. Take it down a notch. I, I think I'll be more optimistic when I can live off this podcast. Yeah, well, maybe. Until then. Maybe stop begging. Until then. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah, yes, because not asking is how you get things. Well, I mean, you're not wrong. You definitely got a point there. <laughs> but anyway, moving along. So then you get your fucking you fight recorder dig and you get your dig dodger here. And these things are now, gross fucking... I don't fucking even want to begin with these things. Yeah, how did Amber deal with this She one? was very upset when she actually read the thing. When she looked at the picture, she was okay with it. But when she read the thing and actually figured out uh, what it was, um, we actually copy and pasted the description. Dig Dogger is a round mass of flesh with an eyeball in the center. The eyeball is its weak spot, 
but the seeming impenetrable layer of protective fatty flesh in the way, getting to it is a tricky part, or is the tricky part. Play the recorder, and the flesh melts. Um, hold him in place with the boomerang, and stab him in the eye with the sword. So that's what I ended up doing, and, and as I was saying, Mike, you got to watch me lay the final blow on this gross fuck, and you were laughing at me because I was just hitting with the boomerang, and you are like, that's not going to do anything, and I was like, fuck you, watch this, stab! And all it was doing for me was keeping him in place because the little bastard like flies everywhere once you play the recorder. He gets all cranked up, which I don't blame him. He's just an ugly fuck. Like I didn't want to kill this guy, but he's in my way, and he's gross, and like Amber couldn't even put her... Or description into the thoughts, so we just copy and pasted it because that was how that had to go. But yeah, because uh, the only effective weapons on him are the recorder, of obviously, yeah. and then the sword, the bomb, the, the bow, and the magical rod. You were attacking him with the one item that won't, that won't damage him. What? Well, it stuns him, which is important. But yeah, well, and uh, the the boomerang doesn't work on anything; it just stuns whatever. And. Uh, you know, just when you think, like, this this guy's fucking gross, I'm glad I'm done with him. Well, guess what? He appears once in level 5, yeah. three times in level 7. He comes back. And in in total, he appears eight times during this game. Yeah. And it's funny because uh, at first, Amber and I were speculating that it's just, like, we killed one and there's a bunch more. But actually, the walkthrough that we were reading clearly illustrates how it's the same one from before, just healed and back and upset, like, <clears throat> more upset because... He goes more berserk and all this. Like It's actually rationalized that it's the same one. <laughs> so he just keeps returning. And he appears in uh, the Game Boy Oracle of Seasons. Oh, yeah? Yep. And then you, uh, you get the Triforce of Wisdom, which takes you to the next level. Yep. Which is an interesting twist because you're used to fighting these one... Like these one link widths. One doors. One what? Link, length width doors. One length width. Oh yeah. Like they're one link wide. I get what you're saying. And this is a and two wide. Yeah, you get you get to fight a temple with two eyes, and this guy just this guy this temple looks like he's just like getting a blowjob. Yeah. It's, you look uh, at him. His eyes are rolling up. His mouth is open. He's like ah ah ah. It's funny because it's like the handicap accessible door too. So. You'd think that he wouldn't be able to feel anything from the hips down, but uh, apparently he can. <laughs> so uh, yep. you get to meet kind of... Is this a new enemy, the Wizrobes? This one is the dragon, and you get to meet yep. Wizrobes. Which are a pretty cool enemy, and uh, very frustrating when they fucking know how to... When they know how to gang up on you. They are uh, they're one, of the most one of the more difficult enemies in the game. They will shoot beams at you. They can only be blocked with a magical shield. They'll teleport around the room... And they're only vulnerable yep. when they fully appear. And uh, they take several sword strikes to beat. Or, uh, nope, no, wait, these guys uh, take like two one. strikes. And yeah, even with the magical sword. And so, and then when they, if they teleport on all sides, they will fucking blast yeah, you with fucks. sound waves and magic bursts and they will fuck you up. And the magic wand doesn't work against these cunts. <laughs> I got away most often with kind of like waiting by a block and then they teleport in front of me and I just snap them because there's only so many spots that they could teleport. But also pretty often what they do is teleport to the other side of the block, stick their wand into the block and then just shoot me point blank through the block. And I'd be like, you fucking cunt. 
So those little bastards were a pain in the ass, and I tried to use the magical wand on them, but they, they, that doesn't fly, so. No, magic is their friend. Yeah. Also, I just want to point out, um, this one's called the dragon, because obviously the layout is supposed to look like a dragon, but to me, this one looks most like a lizard. It kind of looks like a gecko, kind of like curled around a tree, maybe. But, like, this one looks more like a lizard than anything else. Also looks like a fetus, too, but definitely looks like a lizard. Yep, and then uh, later on you will find a, gr- a room full of like-likes, orange whizrobes, and blue whizrobes. Yep. And these and guys are fucking worse. I had to spank you. You come across the Gleok, so this time he's much easier, even though he has an yep. additional hand. But he also has additional, yeah. yeah. And But it doesn't matter because you got the sword, so... You will get to lay him to waste before he has a chance to use all that shit on you. And then you get to find the magical wand. That's the treasure in this one. No. Then you get a map. And then, well, then you get the map for the dungeon. Then you get well, the wand. Well, maps are implied. So, after you make your way through underground passages, blade traps, you will fight Goma. And this guy's fucking, after all the difficult, <laughs> this is like one of the few cases where the dungeon's more difficult than the boss. You just need to shoot him once in the eye with the arrow, and you're done. Which is a great little David and Goliath moment. I thought it was one of the easiest bosses too. Um, I didn't know that there was actually a secret. Um, Amber told me there was a secret. I told her I didn't want to know what it was. <laughs> um, and as she told me um, that there was a secret, I was already shooting him with arrows anyway. And I hit him in the eye, and I looked away, and he shot me with a fireball, and I was like, you fucker. So it was, like, the closest thing to a perfect run I had at killing an enemy. Because I got him, like, at the same time that I killed him, he killed me. So he was, like, busy dying, and I looked away and got hit with a fireball. So I, ha- I had, the, like, basically an, uh, a first-time kill there, but, like, didn't take it. And then when I went back in to go fight him again, I couldn't figure out what it was that I did to kill him. So eventually she had to tell me, like, yeah, I was shooting him with an arrow. And I was like, fuck, I thought he totally wasn't dead. Like, I thought he was going to teleport and go somewhere else, but I died before he could come back or whatever. But I had him, and I, I just gave it up. I threw it all away. <laughs> so then this is the one where you, uh, after this, then you will explore the landscape and buy some bait. Some bait, yes, you buy that. Which is, the, which is I thought it was a candy and a wrapper. No, nope. it's, a, it's a big old piece of meat on a bone, isn't it? And then you use the whistle. Probably one of the few times you can act. And then you uh, you actually get to use your whistle. Yep. Outside of the dungeon to drain a lake. Yep. Uh, we, we also, for the listener's sake, we just moved on to the next dungeon being uh, Dungeon 7, the demon. Yeah, which doesn't look like a demon so much as it looks like the... Uh, looks like... Well, like some guy holding his arms out while sleepwalking. Yeah, I... I could see it if it was, like, the black spots were, like, an eyeball in, like, a corner of the head, and it was just, like, a face that was, like, mouth open. But that's not a demon. That kind of looks more like a snake or, like, a sock puppet. <laughs> like, you know how you hold your hand up like a sock it, puppet? Oh, yeah, it's the head of a snake or a sock. Yeah, it's a sock puppet. Yeah, not really a demon. <laughs> uh, that's the new dungeon. But, dungeon 7 is the sock puppet. But if you look at that little fish statue guy that's, like, right beside it, that's kind of like I could get where they're getting that from, like the little fish demons. Yeah, so we get to fight two Moldorms. Yep. Uh, isn't it four? Which is great. Yeah. No. Well, there's I'm looking at two. There's two in each room, and there's two rooms. Yes. So there's four. 
We're not giving a full total. We're just talking about like encounters in rooms. Yeah. Well, there's two different. Oh, there's three actually. There's three rooms with. Yep. Yeah. And then you'll fight a dig dogger. Yep. There's two of them. And uh, this time around, this time around, when you use the whistle, he'll split into smaller and multiple yeah. versions. Multiple. Yeah, because this guy's a fucker. Yeah, he's a real cunt. So then you, uh, he splits down into multiple versions of himself, and then you gotta take out each of the versions. There's also some. And you can. There's also some wild Tadongos traveling around. Yeah. Tadongo. <laughs> and if you use all these bombs, Ugh. you can get a to- you can get a five rupee as a reward. Yeah, it's pretty great. And so at, th- at this point, you're just like. It's like clubbing seals. You're not really in it for the money. Yeah, you're just doing it because you're, you're a bad person. You're in it for the clubbing. Yeah. So then you can also get more bombs at a certain point in this dungeon. And then um, it's it's there's a couple different rooms where you go in. And, like, it, I think in, like, just about every dungeon, there's an old man that gives you, like, some advice. So this one has an old man that gives you some useless advice. I can't remember what the hell it is. But then there's uh, another old man. This is useful man. advice because he teaches you bombs. No. Yeah. A, no, this guy says this something is the about... the second and final bomb upgrade, which allows you to carry 16 no, bombs. No, 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 Listen, there's a guy in a room in here somewhere. He says something about a noise or something. And then there's another... There's a secret in the tip of the nose. Yeah, okay, that's that's what he says. Yeah, there's a secret in the tip of the nose. So that guy, useless garbage. That's the guy who I'm referring to. In the tip of the nose. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck the actual secret is supposed to be, but whatever. We'll figure that out later. Then there's another old man who offers you more bombs, which yeah. is great, because so these guys you... are just all over the place, and they know exactly what I like. And then you find the... Yeah. Our, uh, our, our, our star grumble, cameo, grumble. the friendly Garaya, who goes grumble, grumble. Yeah, basically. And then <laughs> he's so like, basically, he's like the, the only time that Link grumble, comes grumble. across like an enemy that's in a... A fire pit kind of chamber, like the old man, and all you have to do is, like, I always attacked this guy, like, three times I came into this room and just kept attacking him, like, right off the top, and then realized that I can't fight the fucking fireplace, like, I kept getting burnt alive by the fireplaces, so I walked in, and I checked my inventory before I did anything, and I was like, can I maybe play the music at him, and I checked, and I was like, oh yeah, there's this meat here, and so I clicked that, and I clicked use, and it was gone, and I was like, oh no, I wanted to use that, and then he just got out of the way, and I was like, oh, well, I hope I didn't need that for another guy. Like, maybe this guy's got two options. But luckily, that's the only time that you ever need the meat. So it's the one-time item secret spot, I guess. And in this cave is the red candle, which is like the blue candle, except you can use it more yes. than once per screen, which is great if you are yes. a fucking little party. <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. There's also... Uh, those blue boomerang cunts in this one. <laughs> Ropes are back. Um, Stelphos are back. The, f- the blue yeah, garage the looks balls the, are the back. much faster boomerangs. I think the fuzzballs are just consistent enemies from now on. If you reach the nose, yeah. it says here, if you remember the old man quote, there's a secret in the tip of the nose. It says we are now in that tip. This room has a handful of wall masters that come out of the room. Defeat the five wall masters so they don't get in your way. The secret is that if you push the middle block on the right side of the room, it will yep. cause a secret staircase to appear. When you do that, you go through the underground passage. 
Then you use a bomb to blast through the wall, and then yep. you go and take on the dungeon boss, which is Aquamentis. But it says, unlike the other bosses, which yep. usually go through some sort of upgrade or change in behavior, this guy's completely identical. There's nothing different yep. at all, except that you <laughs> are considerably stronger. So this guy's a piece of motherfucking cake. The cake is a lie. <laughs> so after you defeat him and you get the heart uh, container, then you move on and uh, yeah, and then uh, bops your fucking uncle. Yep, yeah, and then you walk around the overworld. You find a certain bush that gets in the way of everything. It's yep. it's like keeping it's you actually, from traveling. Is it the one that's in the way, yep. or is it the one that's not in the way? No, it's the one that's in the way. It's in the way. It's in the way. It's in the way. <laughs> oh my god! What the fuck, man? The first room you encounter, it's a whole bunch of those mouthy statues and the best part is is that in the second area you go into you immediately fight a fucking manhandler a manhandler they call me manhandler oh my god don't start with this shit i love you but i hate you so yeah this one's called the lion (laughs) and also uh i just want to point out that the only time it really registers as like a lion is when you look at the where's the image do you get it here yeah when you get the key, the magical key uh, from the secret, I jumped ahead, fuck you. You get the magical key. When you look at the key uh, icon, like right beside the map icon, you can tell that that's what the lion is supposed to be. But if you don't, it looks like uh, like a Christmas tree that got hit by like a nuke on one side. <laughs> and like <laughs> It's being blasted. It's just away. been like shaved <laughs> off and, like, and it's just like totally bald on one side or something. Like I was so confused when I read that this was a lion and... And, like, looking at the big blown-up picture of all the dungeon rooms does not make it any clearer. So I just want to point out to our fans at home that if anybody was confused as to what this means, it's because the key itself, that stupid magical key that you get, that lets you have to stop getting keys, but you end up getting keys anyway because they're just in the way most of the time, uh, that stupid thing is the reason like why it looks like a, a dragon, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so you fight Dark Nuts, and, and uh, the treasure in this game in this level is the magic book yep. which is an upgrade for the magic wand so it not only shoots out a beam it will also shoot out fire yeah the beam ignites which means the red lights. candle which means the red candle is not fucking useless no it means that you can it lights up rooms no, and it has range no you fool you're not thinking about it proper so you got bombs which now you're holding like 16 or like 20 or something like that and you've got a red and you've got a wand that starts fire so you run in bust the wand then you switch to the bombs and you pitch as many bombs as you can then you switch to the candle and you burn the last two guys who are right behind you while the bombs blow up and then you just become rambo in a white tunic <laughs> and that's why he doesn't talk because he would ju- nobody would respect him he's like hey yo give me a fucking triforce over here the uh, little image of link in the the walkthrough that you're reading it's got like him with the candle looks like he's exploring and like lighting his way but he's actually just a silent arson. <laughs> He's got like no mouth and no mouth in the picture, and he's just sitting there burning stuff. It's probably like uh, one of those dreadnought guys that like tipped over and can't get back up, and Link's just like burning the outside of his armor <laughs> just to see how hot he can make it on the inside, knowing that this guy can't do anything He's about it. He's cooking him alive in his in yeah, his it's just like a sick little fuck that he is. Oh yeah, he's he's yeah. the mute psychopath who eats the hearts of his enemies. Yeah, exactly. So then you. But anyway, the so you murder. This... Yeah. Oh wait. Yeah, it's boss time. Hold on. Let me get my doodle bop. <laughs> oh wait. No, you gotta fight um. Gleok. You gotta fight a a Goma. 
uh, at some point, right? Uh, yes, a blue goma. Yeah, but an arrow in the eye takes care of them just the same. It's actually two arrows. There's several rooms that have eight Paul's voices in them. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. They're just cunts. And it says, I don't even bother. And you fight a Gleok, which is the same. A repeat from earlier. The only difference is now he has four heads. So every time you knock one off, there's a fiery representation of him flailing around. So I learned very quickly that I can just smash the shit out of him and then get the fuck out. Uh, I said more difficult because it's got more flaming dickheads. For the Aquamentus on the last uh, last boss, I just want to point out that I literally wrote no comment. Because huh. it's the same fucking idiot, but you're just a little bit stronger. And, and you fight your way to Death Mountain. Yes, after this grabbing the, the this last... This level is fucking fierce. says one who does not have the triforce can't go in so you've got yep. the triforce so the old man lets you go by i didn't actually have that problem so it wasn't a problem and then you fight uh, a new enemy called oh, wow. the land mola very similar to the moldarm except this one has a face yeah and then you will fight a new enemy here called a patra which is a a very a shitty patra. parent and that it uses its babies as yeah. a human as a shield against you. Yeah, I thought these guys were hilarious because I, I ran in trying to kill them fast and whatever, and it didn't take me long to realize that like a bombs are a waste of time because they just like slowly flutter away and they're usually just out of the range by the time the bomb goes off. But b the best way to keep your hearts up and not like lose your projectile sword is to just hide in the corner, pick one of the two angles, and just shoot straight. And while that thing pulses and moves around. It'll just casually hit you just barely enough that you can wing off a few of its babies before it gets too close. And then by the time it like actually swings past you, you've made a little gap. And it'll just swing around you like Aladdin in the Falling Tower style. You know what I mean? When he just like ducks into the window and the tower falls around him. Yep. It's just like that. And then he can go up and murder it and stab it right in the stupid fucking face. Also, it looks like, it looks like Krillin. So I was like, yeah, stab it. Because Krillin's a fucking idiot. <laughs> As the uh, the cool final treasure in this game, you get the red ring, which yep. cuts the amount of damage you have than when you had the blue ring, or it'll take one quarter of the damage when you had the green tunic. Yep. And now you're walking around with this rocking red armor, red and brown, making you look like Super Mario. Red and brown, get it down. Tear your way through a bunch of enemies, but you ain't you ain't you ain't sweating it. And then you find, oh, my mistake, the final treasure. Yep, is the silver arrow. Is that what you yep. were going to say? Yes, it is. 
Good, I nailed it. <laughs> oh, cute. I was afraid you were going to say some other secret chatter. Yeah, so then you get your silver arrow, and you don't know what the fuck that does, because it looks just like all your other arrows, but then eventually you run across the old man that tells you something about a weakness. I can't remember. Is that what it is? Well, no, because uh, I have to read through this again, because this walkthrough for this level is particularly neat because there's two ways to approach this level. You can either have the magical key from the previous level, yeah, or you can do it without the magical key and just spend keys to go through a particular order. I yeah. thought that was kind of stupid. Yeah, well, like, well, it was it was smart of the designers. Stupid because I was like, fuck you, I already got the fucking key, you yeah. cunts. And uh, the old man here, you encounter an old man in a dead end. Yeah. And his piece of advice is, go to the next room. Yeah. Which, Which you, you have to just blow on the wall. wall. And then yeah. you go. And then you eventually find your way to the Prince of Darkness, Ganon. Yeah. And this is really intimidating because the room is completely dark. But then Whip Link whips out his Triforce of Wisdom and lights up the room and you get to see Ganon for the first time. Yep, and he shields himself from the light. The pig-faced fucker yep. shielding himself from the light. Because you are here to bring a righteous smackdown upon him. Yeah, and then he goes and he fucking pulls a cheat and prick move, drinks an invisibility potion, so you can't fucking see him, and he just darts around the room whipping fireballs at you until you end up managing to accidentally hit him, which you can do with a bomb or a sword. And then uh, once you manage to like slow him down and figure out where he is, if you hit him three times, he goes all red and gets mad, and then you can hit him with the fucking silver arrow, and then you're laughing. Uh, yeah. The fourth time you hit him, he will become brown. Yeah. <laughs> which I guess is his way of saying he's shitting himself. I thought it was more of a red color, but... No, he's brown. Well, yeah, and... I mean, obviously it's brown, but, like, it's yeah. close. Yeah. Then, he, then you whip out the silver arrow. Yeah. And you cause that fucker to explode. And when it does, the triporce of power falls, into, falls from his ashes. <laughs> So you yeah. grab it. And he actually literally bursts into like gore and ash, which I thought was so badass. It was like the most redeeming valuable part of the game. Yeah. Like he's not like, oh, I'm going to flush and go away. It's like, no, I'm going to fucking disintegrate in front of you. Yeah, that's pretty this badass. Is the first, this is and the then, first vi villain that leaves a body. Yeah. And then you go in uh, to the room behind him after you get back his piece of the Triforce. And then. You find Princess Zelda in the back room. Funny enough, she's and surrounded gotta, by fire. Yeah, you gotta fight some fire. And she also looks like she's standing in nothing, which freaked me the fuck out. Like, I walked up and I was like, I don't get it. Why can't I talk to her? I had to go, like, beside her. And I was like, oh, this is weird. This is weird. I feel like we're, we're both just gonna fall now. This has gotta be a trap, right? Yeah, and you each hold up your Triforce. And it says, yeah. thanks, Link. You're the hero of Hyrule. Finally, peace returns to Hyrule. This ends the story.
and then you get to see these credits by people you don't know, like H. Yamachi, S. Miyahan, and Ten Ten. Ten Ten. I love Ten Ten. I'm lying. I yeah. don't know what the fuck Ten Ten is. <laughs> well, it turns out that these were just pseudonyms used by the uh, used by Shigeru Miyamoto. And oh, yeah. I'm trying to find the credits here. Too many tabs. Uh, too many tabs. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, anyway, all it's uh, Shigeru Miyamoto. And, uh, yeah, Shigeru Miyamoto and his other Oh, one. yeah. Hey, wait. So I wrote about Ganon in the ninth dungeon. Ganon was a prick because he turns invisible to fight a kid in a fucking skirt. <laughs> and that's fucking weak. And he's fighting with a sword, and it's and he still cheats, and fights him invisibly. Like, so like obviously, if you're anybody and you're fighting somebody with a sword, you really don't have to turn invisible because that person has to be up in front of you to kill you, right? So if you just keep your distance, then they can't actually hit you. You're fine. But this prick turns invisible to just double ensure that he can't get hit. So you're just an idiot kid running around flailing your sword, and then you, you just run around slashing at him. And then I, I randomly hit him a few times, and Amber told me to use a silver arrow. And I was like, well, I guess so. And I was going to use the bombs or whatever, but I got to the arrow first. And then Ganon just blew up, and I was like, fuck this game. And then me and Amber banged. <laughs> and Amber's sister told us it was time to leave, and I said, give us like five more minutes. We're not done banging. She actually, she actually okayed me to, to put that on air, so just to, just to be clear. <laughs> And then the uh, she has a little take. Yeah, found the credits. Oh, good work. It says here, uh, all but the executive producer, Hiroshi Yamachi, are listed under pseudonyms. Takashi Tezuka is credited as Tenten. Sound composer Koji Kondo is Kon-chan. I Marumi is Marumaru. And uh, it turns out nicknames were commonly used among Japanese game developers as a company measure against employee poaching. And uh, Shigeru Miyamoto. So they wouldn't use the real names so that people couldn't, like, snipe. Like, they couldn't figure out who the, like, best guy was to steal. I guess. Right. Well, by giving them fake names, people wouldn't know, like, hey, this LD game's pretty fucking good. I want to hire this guy. Exactly. Like, they wouldn't know who yeah, to steal. So, Miyahan was Shigeru Miyamoto. Yeah. So, the game is done. How did you, like... Like, how did you feel about the Ganon fight? Was it a rewarding experience? After he blew up, I was happy. Uh, but other than that, I was pretty pissed off. But uh, here I have, like, a list of enemies that we were, uh, Amber and I were talking about afterwards. So they kind of, um, they kind of warrant some, like, you know, notation because she actually remembered them and looked them up. So Octorok, a uh, little cute. I wish I had one as a pet. It would hit me with rocks, and I would still love it. Uh, the Vire, the Vire, like we, were, like you were saying, um, they just want to dance to disco and have a good time. The Zolas are the frumpy fish friends. He's bitter because he's frumpy, but I hope he finds someone to love one day. <laughs> the Gibdos dance in terror because they're scared, because they're going to all be murdered, but they still love the music, so they keep dancing. Um, the... Tektites are the best dancers of the worst enemies. Um, the ropes were great at killing themselves, always down to die. <laughs> <laughs> they just hurtled themselves at the end They're of my DTD. sword. They're DTD. I love that about them. 
Yeah. No, A-D-T-D. Always down to dark. <laughs> That's a club that Amber and I have started now. Magical Boomerang, also garbage. Boomerang, it's all right. It works the way it says. Takes out the first level enemies on the level that you find it on, but uh, it's garbage after that, and when you throw it, it finds its way back to you. Magical Boomerang, shitty because you get it too late. And it doesn't really do anything effective. It's supposed to stun enemies, but it really doesn't work. Uh, the enemies are too strong. Anyway, bomb, pretty handy. I got it early, necessary for some bosses, which is fucking annoying. Uh, it should be ma it should be marked clearly which points of the map can be bombed, which obviously kind of gives away some of the mystery, but fuck that. Magic book, it's all right. Actually, I wrote, it's aight. <laughs> it's aight. It's aight. Uh, it's aight. Book of magic increases the rod's capacity. Both the book and the rod are useless alone, but the book makes the beams in the rod... Uh, have an actual explosion. Magical Rod shoots beams like the Wizrobes, but doesn't hurt them. It doesn't hurt a lot of enemies, so basically it's useless until you get the magic book. Arrow, die for it. Silver arrow, found in cave, pretty useful, only weapon that defeats Ganon. Found it way too late. Bow, had to find a pain in the ass. Raph, not super useful. Step ladder, not super useful. Heart container, blue candle, red candle, recorder. Also dumb that I had to get it. Uh, what... Oh, what did I write? Also <laughs> dumb that I had to get it. What it does is dumb. Only useful to melt Dig Dogger's flesh like a drain drain lake. I don't know what the fuck I was writing that for. Power bracelet. Didn't notice I was even yeah, wearing it. Yeah, melts the dongo and it drains the lake. Oh, and drains the lake. That makes sense. It it melts Dig Duggers, not the dongos. The dongos are awesome. The dongo coming this summer. Um, <laughs> so then the power power bracelet. Power bracelet, I said, like I said earlier, is lame. I didn't even notice I was wearing it. The magical key is pretty dope because you don't have to find any other keys. lets you just walk through any door. Except for the fact that most of the time, to get from one place to the next, you have to finish the room and then they give you a key. So you might as well just fucking take the keys anyway. Food, lame, because carrying it around made me think I was going to use it for like feeding myself and then I just gave it to a monster. And then life potion, uh, lame, never used it, but I paid for it by accident and... Second health potion was way better for an extra twenty bucks. You can get a full bar of health. That was, that was all of the things that I wrote, Mike. Those are all the notes that I fucking have. Okay, Good job. are you happy? I am. I did all the things. I read the whole thing. The thing is things. You did good. I feel like, I feel like there's actually. Uh, hold on. Yeah, yeah that's not. Oh, hold on. I uh... wait. Blue ring, blue <sighs> ring turns you into light blue. It was cool. Red wing, red ring. When Link wears red wing. Oh wow, that's really when when, when Link, Link when wears, Link gets his red ring his red wings. Yeah, <laughs> his uh, previously green tunic will do or turn red, likely due to technical limitations of the console. Other objects that were the same color as Link's tunic will also turn red, including the dot that represents Link on the map, parts of the arrows and raft, and including the clothing of the shop owners and Princess Zelda. So that was interesting. I didn't actually notice that, but while I was white Link, like with the light gray tunic or whatever, um, your arrows are a different color and shit like that. And also Zelda, if you finish the game with the white tunic uh, or with just the blue blue ring or whatever, she's actually wearing a different colored dress. Um, for the white sword, I wrote "ite" again. <laughs> and for the magic sword, I wrote "it's better." <laughs> Just, it's better. Um, for the small shield, I wrote garbage, doesn't even block. Magic shield, I wrote better, it blocks sometimes. 
and that's that's all the things now, Mike. Yeah, that's all the things. Well, we're okay. we're pretty good. I think we're done. Uh, don't forget to mention your DLC garbage that you want to talk right. about. There was a remake of this for the Super Nintendo in Japan. Wop, 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 for their Satellaview attachment. This is this is Mike trying to like propagate me into actually playing this again. No, but he's out of his fucking mind if he thinks he's gonna actually I, get me to do it. I would have to play it to find out. But uh, looking at the gameplay, it says it's identical to its predecessor, but the maximum rupees was increased to nine ninety nine. Holy fuck! The overworld was altered, and dungeons were completely different. Hmm. How completely different? Like it looked more like Mario and had Mario instead, or completely <laughs> different? Like. <laughs> Still the same garbage, but in different spots. Well, it was like if you played the original Legend of Zelda, but it came out for the Super Nintendo instead. Which means it would probably look and sound a bit better. I don't know. I'd have to play it, but I saw a screenshot of the uh, the first dungeon. Wow. The first dungeon, the tree. Yeah. And it looks cool. Hey, uh, oh yeah, I've seen that. Uh, you showed me that. So here's a thing that I never fucking knew, and I feel like a noob for not knowing it. The disc, the Famicom disc system, that thing looks so fucking sick. Holy shit. The red and the white, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. With the controllers on the side? Yeah. Were they, like, cord, were they corded controllers? Yeah. So what, the cord, like, unraveled from inside the machine somewhere? Possibly, because I don't see it pulled up anywhere. That's fucking epic. Why don't we do shit like that anymore? What the fuck? <laughs> Thank you, Nintendo. I, I want to thank... Hold on. We're taking a moment to thank Nintendo for continuing the legend with the Switch, uh, with the controllers that fucking click into the system. I'm totally on board with that. Keep that shit going. Do that. And I want to thank them for making Zelda. But yeah. It was a rough game by today's standards, but given everything that was out at the time and before, it was necessary. It was a technical uh, stepping stone to better things and it just showed what video game what console games could be and uh really saved the system in a time when the video game industry was still crippled from uh et on the atari and all the other shitty atari games and uh it and super mario and metroid really made home consoles a viable fun and entertaining thing and zelda definitely was uh it, ca it carried its weight so, I have to, nothing too bad to say about it, although, as far as Zelda games go, it is obviously the worst, because... <laughs> <laughs> well, you say that, but uh, after you've said all that, I'm just going to quickly take you and the viewers aside and whisper in your ear, remember that time that Philips CDI had Ooh. a fucking game, oh. and uh, it was called oh. Link Faces of Evil and Zelda oh. Wand of Galmon, oh. and... Remember that? Remember that other time with handheld electronics and and Game and Watch had their hands in there trying to make Zelda stuff. Uh, I never played those. And then I there was a, then there was like a whole list of potential properties that got canceled one time, like Zelda Ocarina of Time Ura, or Ocarina of Time something else on the. Wait, hold yeah. on. Was there a Nintendo sixty four Double D? Because that's fucking hilarious. I want to see Zelda with double Ds, but. <laughs> Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time Master Quest. Does that ring any bells? Because it doesn't exist. It shouldn't. The Master or Quest, uh, that Oracle came out for the Game Seasons. Boy. Hey, Oracle of Seasons was good. The Oracle of Seasons was a Game Boy game along with the Oracle of Time. 
Oh, I'm sure some of these uh, probably got made eventually for Game Boy. No, those came out on the Game Boy because I have them. I'm As looking I said, at one some of right these now. probably got made eventually for the Game Boy, but they're, it was they're awesome. initially canceled ideas. Zelda and the Minish Cap, that was a good game too. Basically, oh, so many great Zelda games. But uh, as far as like when it comes to engaging in a world... Phantom Hourglass? Yeah, I love that one. It's a great oh, really? game. I've heard a lot of shit on, about that. It came out on the DS. It's fucking good. Yeah. I've heard a lot of shit about that one. But uh, okay. It's Zelda and Trains. You get to oh, run a train good. around Hyrule. Great. I'm so not going to do that. <laughs> Dude, you get to throw... You get to use your boomerang to hit switches so that your train stays on the right track. Oh, boy. I'm going to definitely not do that. Sign me up on the not do that list. <laughs> well, don't worry. The next game you'll play will be the Legend of... Well, not the very next, but the next Zelda game you'll play plays completely differently. So whatever experience or experiences you didn't like about this, you will not find them in that game. That game is barely a Zelda game at all. Yeah. So yeah. that's why you may love it. Well, we'll see about that. In a couple uh, of months, we're going to give you time to lick your wounds. We're going <laughs> to give you time to go to therapy. We'll spend well, some of the Patreon money on a nice therapist for you. Little backstory here for the listeners and, and you, just so you know. Um, my next big move is going to be... Did you just clap like we're doing a thing? No. You're just clapping like a weirdo. Okay, no, so I dropped something. Clap. Leave it in. Fuck it. Anyway, <laughs> fuck it. We're doing it live. Yeah, so for the <laughs> listeners, um, the next thing that's happening for me in my life is that I'm going to be moving temporarily to St. Catharines for about a week or two back to my home city, hometown, and then I'll be moving out to Muskoka again to reinitiate my next season out there for the summer. So soon I'll be back to my quote-unquote temporary home base um, before I go out to Muskoka where I'll be at my old recording studio i guess in a way that's where i started recording with mike and the boys so that'll be fun and i kind of know how everything sort of works out there and i'll be kind of in my comfortable element you know what i mean so that'll be good to get back to that and uh i think we'll probably record one more taste test before i get out of here maybe um but that being said you know we'll, yeah, we'll so be getting back to some more regularity and also um Whatever you were going to say, fuck you, because the first thing I want to say is, do you have any substitutions that you'd like to have? <laughs> Cocksucker. Uh, is that what you were about one? to say? Yeah. Yeah. It's good that we're finally, at least we're interrupting each other. It's to keep each other on track. Yeah. Which is, you know, I'd say an improvement in our rapport. Well, and... do you have any substitutions or not? Yeah. The uh, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past for the Super Nintendo. Because if you if you version. want your sword slashing music with that amazing song in the background and uh, engaging enemies, basically if you want the Zelda experience but a better version, then mm. the better version is the Link to the Past. It is a fantastic overhead sprite thing, like none of that confusing 3D Z targeting camera stuff that just comes in the uh, Ocarina of Time. Yeah, none of that. Like it's none it that. keeps it 2D, keeps it simple. Well, and, if I had uh, any substitutions, I would say go down to, like, any yard sale that's going on and see if you can't find one of those old, um, like, turnstile hockey games, that, like the big tables with the little, like, spinny puck guys, yeah. and then just replace them all with pictures of Zelda and then just, like, flap them around, but make sure, like, half of them are broken, and then you're basically <laughs> doing the same thing. 
and you'll be satisfied for a few hours. Just spin the goalie around like nonstop, flap the rest of the guys around just aimlessly, control your, your partner's guys against his will, like, fuck it. Foods hockey. Yeah, the old shitty table hockey. That's my substitution. Do you have anything that uh, this, do you have any food, food stuffs that this might remind you of? Hmm. I guess mac and cheese. I fucking hate you. Like, it's funny because it's pretty accurate considering I kind of hate mac and cheese and I hate Zelda and everybody who I talk to about either of those things is like, oh man, it's so good. I could do it all day or something like that. I'm like, fuck you, get a life. Every time. So that's pretty accurate. (laughs) I gotta say mac and cheese because it's simple. It's a facet of my childhood. It can still hold up today. Yeah. And it can be improved upon. It's it can be improved upon, but even as it's basic, it's it's still it's easy and it's good. Everybody, everybody's had some. They know exactly what to expect. It's fucking garbage. So to be honest, it's funny because for me, mac and cheese kind of got thrown out the window when I was a kid because my mom used to make it all of the time. So I got so sick of it. Like I can't eat KD at all. I can't eat homemade mac and cheese unless I make it and it's full of bacon. It's more bacon than it is noodles and cheese. It's fucking. Uh. Yeah, so that's a whole thing. But um, for me, personally, I would uh, compare this uh, as like a, a fruit sa- a jello-like fruit salad. You know, like what the fuck are those things called? When you go to like the store and there's like the cold deli counter and then there's like all those jello molds with like weird fucking fruit and shit floating around in them. That's what this is <laughs> to me. Why would they make that? That just sounds so awful. Yeah, it's fucking so annoying. And everybody's like, yeah, I'll take one to Christmas. And they always bring it. And everybody's like, I know what that is, but nobody wants it. It's like fruitcake. They know what, no, fruitcake's fine. Fruitcake's good. You cut off some fruitcake, you cover it in butter, you cure your hangover. It's fine. Fucking this, this jello shit, it's got like broccoli in it. It's got like fruits and vegetables all floating around. Sometimes they put like uh, pretzels in it and shit. And I'm always just like, what the fuck? Who does this? It's like, it's like someone took a Snapchat of the inside of your stomach. Yeah, it's just fucking annoying. And everybody brings it, and everybody knows exactly what it is, but nobody wants it. Nobody asks for it. People still bring it. And I'm like, fuck off. I'm tired of this. I'm, oh, this I'm may be one of up. our longest taste tests ever, but it was a for a simple game. There this was so much to talk about. Uh, our definite longest taste test. Um, yeah. So, well, so much of this game is unique and, and pivotal and important, and it, it was worth talking about. It was a, a perennial classic, and I'm glad to have actually, you know, gotten this under my belt. Well, I'm glad that you, um, I'm not going to say I'm glad that you forced me to fucking play this, but now I can tell everybody with honest, actual opinion, fuck off, I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> so, that's good. Yeah, this game, this game was Brandon's vegetables. He was just yeah. like, mm, I don't wanna. Come on, take a spoon. Mm. Open your mouth. Mm, mm. <laughs> like you can't make me. I'm gonna make you. <laughs> now swallow. That's not swallowing. Oh, open your mouth. I want to see under your tongue. <laughs> so. So. Uh... That was. Okay, so what will we be dining on next week? Uh, next week we will be doing the winner of our poll that we took back uh, around Christmas time, uh, which turned out to be Batman Returns on the Sega Genesis, right? Uh, Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo? I thought it was a Sega Genesis. I've been getting the wrong emulator running this whole time. It must be. My... Hey, roll with it. We'll see if it's the same game. 
okay. I think I can get Super Nintendo running. That was... Okay, listeners are doing Batman on the Sega Genesis, apparently. <laughs> That's what we're doing now. We're doing it on the Super Sega. But until that, until then, the kitchen, the kitchen is, is closed. closed. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Boop. Dungeon, you now have all eight pieces. The Triforce is complete. That was like a really shitty Godfather impression, right? No, that was me yawning. I'm trying to fight the yawn. Hey, uh, I just want to point out that in the square that's like in the top row on the right side, just past the middle mark, there's like an arrow pointing like the direction that you need to go to figure that shit out. Do you see Mm -hmm. it there? That's pretty crafty. Something that you'd only notice from like way above. Yeah, I'm not really. I'm not. I'm not in an observational state of mind. So, you, you uh, encounter. That you have no idea what I'm pointing at, or. No. Okay. I'm sorry. You. <laughs> I'm like choking. You grew. I'm choking down an Oreo. You're grooving on those Oreos. I took. Yeah, I'm sorry. So what happened was, I looked over and apparently Amber when she came down last time took the top off one of the Oreos, so there was, like, a bottom with some icing, and it got stuck to another Oreo, and I was like, what? Oreoception! <laughs> and I just picked it up and, like, jammed it in my head without thinking, like, I'm in the middle of recording a podcast, you idiot. And so as I was like, crunch, 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 you're like, and the final boss is... And I was, like, looking at my screen, looking at the notes, looking at my, like, thinking in my mouth, like, it's too full, I can't even try to talk. 